to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord, for a wonderful opportunity. Father, we say it is a wonderful opportunity because we come before a great king. We come before a mighty God. Therefore, Lord, look upon us with a favorable eye. Give us a heart that is fertile to receive your word. A heart that can build roots. Roots of the word. Heart that can spring forth fruits in many folds. Let your word fall on a good ground. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for the power for your anointing. Power to heal and to restore. Amen. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Why don't you clap your hands together as you take your seat? And we want to continue with our message um, on backsliding. Preach, Pastor. I love it. We started uh, maybe two weeks or so before Christmas, and we put a pause on it um, due to all the Christmas activities. And then we picked it up again about three weeks ago. And so um, I just want to read some foundational scriptures with you. And for those of you, I believe almost all of you have been with us since we started sharing this message on backsliding. And um, I want to give to you once again what it means um, to backslide. And the dictionary defines backsliding as the action of relapsing into bad ways or error when you are relapsing, when you are going backward. And I also explain further to you that you may not move from where you are and come backward, but you can be at a standstill and the spirit of the Lord is moving forward. And when the spirit of the Lord leaves you where you are and moves forward, you have backsliding, okay? You have back, that is backsliding also. And so you endeavor to move with the spirit. You endeavor to move with the changes of the spirit. When the church is changing, you endeavor to move with it. When pandemic has set in and the church is now having Zoom services, you move with it. You don't backslide. You don't wait until we come back to church. That is backsliding. Do you understand? Because we are not at the same level last year in March when we, we have shared so many things and we have experienced so many things that have taken us to another level. A lot of you were part of the flow prayer meetings and it has taken us to another level. It has changed your attitude towards prayer. It has changed your ability to pray. It has changed the extensiveness of your prayer. Okay, so we are not at the same level again. And some of us, it has drawn us even closer to the founding father of the church. 
and it makes you want to listen to him more. That is another level of spiritual growth. And anyone who took the opportunity to wait and pause until we come back, you are backslidden. You have backslidden because the church is not in the same place. Hallelujah. A lot of us, we have seen how God can build his church even in a pandemic. And it has even enticed us to want to build. Hallelujah. And that reminds me, at the end of the service, it just remind me to give you an announcement on the building of churches. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So we are not at the same place. And when the Spirit of God is moving, and the Spirit of God is always moving, there is nothing in this world that can stop the work of God or that can stop God. There is nothing, not even a pandemic that is affecting the world. It cannot stop the work of God. And we should always endeavor to move with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And I shared with you why this message is relevant to us. You know, because for a moment I was thinking this is a message that is relevant to share on a a Sunday service where there are young and baby Christians and so on and so forth. But I shared with you why we need this message. And that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. We read a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. And it said, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. And I believe that anyone who feels or anyone who is born again, thinketh he standeth. Okay, if you are born again today, you are not just born again, you are a shepherd. You have been in the church, you have heard so many messages, you lead a ministry or you are in a ministry, you know, you are doing something for God actively. I mean, you are a person that by criteria, you stand it. You understand? Or at least you think you stand. You stand. (laughs) It's another status. You understand? And so the Bible says such a person should take heed. Because you can fall if you don't take heed. So let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall means that that the person like you and me who think we we, we we are standing or we are in right status with God, take heed. Otherwise, we will fall. It means that you will fall if you don't take heed. Or you are not careful. Do you understand? And then we read Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22. So I'm, I'm giving you reasons why this message is relevant to all of us. Matthew 10 and verse 22. It says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Amen. So we realize that being a Christian today and being in right status or right standing with God today does not guarantee that you go to heaven. What guarantees that you go to heaven or you are saved is that in the end, in the end, when Christ comes or the day that you leave this world, you are still in good standing with the Lord. That is what guarantees your salvation. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Wonderful. So, Based on these scriptures, we feel that we need to hear 
this message. We need, we need to hear this message. And we began sharing about the causes, the causes of backsliding, the, uh, the things that when we see in our lives is a sign that uh, is going to make us backslide when we don't take heed to these things. Hallelujah. When we don't take heed to these things. And I gave you some few courses last week. I mean, the week before, we went through some few courses and we said, number one, uh, it's not in order. Do you understand? I'm just listing some of these courses. The, um, so we said emptiness. Emptiness is a cause of backsliding. And when you are empty, when you, you, you are in good standing with the Lord today and you don't fill your life with spiritual activities, you don't develop spiritually, you become empty. And the Bible says when you stay empty, evil spirits come back to fill you. That means when you are not filling your life with spiritual activities, evil activities will fill you. Mm, Hallelujah. Amen. If we are not, if you are not doing spiritual, if you are not doing godly things, you will do other things. True. That is the way it is. And that is one of the reasons why we endeavor to have several spiritual activities. We endeavor to pray several times a week. You know, we endeavor to have services more than once a week. We encourage everyone to do your quiet time every day. Read your Bible every day. You know, these things increase us and it it fills our lives. These these are the things that fill our lives. And these don't leave us empty. We don't leave any room for evil spirits to fill in. Because the Bible says when the evil spirits come, when they come back to an empty room in your heart, they come back more wicked than the first were. Okay? So someone who has been a Christian before, when they backslide, their situation is worse. They do worse things. And it's very difficult to get such a person back to Christ. Hallelujah. And the Bible is showing us that that situation is no far from you and I. It's no far from you and I. I mean, you all have heard of, you know, even a bishop who becomes an orangu and leaves the church. True. Okay. I mean, are you, you, you are not even a bishop. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a bishop. And so if that can happen, I mean, I have heard pastors in our church who ministered powerfully about loyalty and disloyalty. I mean, if they would take the book of disloyal, loyalty and disloyalty and they are preaching from it, you would think that they wrote the book. My God. I mean, I've heard some of them preach powerfully from that book they, and they have become disloyal. Mercy. Okay. So this message is very relevant to us. It sounds like a very baby Christian topic, you know, for baby Christians, but it's very relevant to you and it's relevant to me. Hallelujah. And then we talk about shallowness. We talk about shallowness. And we say being shallow means that you are not deep. You are not deep into Christ. You are not deep in the things of God. And we read about the parable of the sower, that when the sower sowed the seed and it fell on on stony grounds, there there was no depth 
to hold the seed, to build roots. And so when you don't have roots as a Christian, when the wind blows, it blows you off. And you are gone. Quickly. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't last. You backslide Amen. easily. Any you temptation will make you backslide. Preach. Small bills will make you sin against God in your tithe. I'm like telling you. you see, if you don't have roots, let me tell you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You say, as for this week, the Lord would understand. You see, but when you have roots, you don't talk like that. It's a common Since I started you. paying my tithe, I have never let any large bill break this, this bill stop me from paying my tithe. In fact, wow. my tithe is taken before I see my paycheck. My wow. tithe is taken. You are preaching. This is when you understand and you have roots and you understand what it means. Now you are shallow when you don't have spiritual basis for any of these things. Mm. And that is why I'm giving you signs. So I want you to pay attention carefully. Okay? When you don't have spiritual roots, you are not deep. When the seed is sown, it is pleasant. You receive it with meekness. You receive it with pleasure. Do you see? And that is why, for instance, when we share about tithes, when we talk about tithes, we preach about tithes, does it not make you pay tight for the next few months? You begin to pay tight. I mean, when we share on tight, we see that the tight payments just shoot up. Because now you have understood. You have the reason. You, you, it makes sense to you. But you don't develop the roots. And so soon the wind blows and then this tight thing. And then it goes down. That is why every now and then we bring it up again and we talk about it. You keep so oh, you don't understand. <laughs> Amen. The way you are looking is as if you don't like what I'm saying with you, or you don't hey, understand. I, I I love it. I love it. I like it. <laughs> keep preaching it. <laughs> Am I saying something that is not true? At all. Oh no, at all not. Yeah. I say the truth. It's a that is, that is a that is a reason. <laughs> it's a that is a reason. <laughs> and so when you are not strong in something, when you are not you don't have the spiritual basis for doing something, you don't really, you know, you, you, you are not rooted in it. And True. any change in your situation, any wind that blows, it sweeps you. And then you backslide. You fall. So you backslide yeah. in so many things when you don't have spiritual basis. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I would say, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, ungodly. Mm-hmm. nor Standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight. Are you listening? He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That means he delights in the word of God. Okay. He delights in the word of God. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He, and his law doth he meditate day and night. That means he's trying to build roots. He's meditating on the word. He's not the type that just heard a message and, you know, exercise him for a month and is gone. But he meditates. The meditation of the word leads to something. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. That means it's in the word of God. The word of God is also called the law of the Lord. Amen. Or the statutes of the Lord. 
and his law, that means his word, doth he meditate day and night. That means this is a person who does his quiet time. Meditate on the scripture. Did I not share with you last time? I said, take one scripture and just meditate. I'm not sure how many of you are doing it and if you have seen any result or any change. It says he meditates on the word day and night. And then what happens in verse 3? Verse 3. He says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. When a tree is planted by the rivers of water, it develops roots. Amen. This person whose life is like this, who meditates day and night, develops spiritual deepness. He becomes like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth fruit, his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. That is the person who is deep. Do you understand? So when the dry season comes, when the dry season comes, you don't see fruits. But when his season comes, when it is spring or when it's in the summer, the Bible says he brings forth his fruits because they are roots. So you see the tree standing there. It looks like it's dead, but underneath is never dead. Mm. You understand? Mm. When the trees don't have leaves, they are not dead because the roots are there. And when the season comes, the roots begin to supply. So as you have built, as you have built on the word of God, when trouble and temptation comes, it blows you. But the roots that you have built, they begin to supply you with reasons. That is why when bills arise, you still pay your tithe because the roots give you reasons to pay. When the difficulties arise, you still have the ability to forgive because the roots, what you have built about forgiveness, is spring forth. It brings forth the fruits. Amen. And you are able to let go. And then you continue to bring forth fruits. Preach. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you clap Preach. your hands for Jesus? So today we want to continue. We want to continue in giving uh, the courses of backsliding. Backsliding. I love it. The courses of backsliding. So the number three, the third course, the third course of backsliding is last. Mm. Last. L-U-S-T. Last. Mm. You don't like the word? Uh, lost. <laughs> it's a word. It's last. Last. <laughs> Amen. Last. <laughs> You're not only talking about sexual last. Last. Okay. Now, what is last? Last means having a strong and excessive desire for something. Last. Having a strong and excessive desire for something. Yeah, I love it. So last is an uncontrollable or obsessive desire. Mm. Uncontrollable desire, excessive desire for something. And it's an evil desire. True. It's an evil desire. When you have an obsessive desire 
for something, something that you feel you must have by all means. Mm. It's an evil desire. True. Hallelujah. True. Anything yeah. that you have such a strong desire for, you will gradually be drifted towards that thing. You will gradually be drifted off to it. If you have a strong and excessive desire for it, gradually you will move towards it. You understand? You'll find yourself eventually gravitating towards the thing. If you have such a strong desire for it, you have a strong passion for something, you will slowly but steadily be drifted off to it when you have such a desire. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, the Bible says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. God is giving us exceeding great and precious promises. You need to know his word. You need to know the promises of God. He says he's given to us exceeding great. That's great. Exceeding is beyond even your your excessive desire that you can have. Exceeding great and precious promises that by these, by these promises, ye might be partakers of the divine nature. This is what will keep us in the divine nature. These promises. You will be partakers of divine nature because you know the promises of God. You don't have excessive desire for something because you know what God has promised you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And as long as your basis for knowing that you are going to have this is based on the exceeding great and precious promises, you maintain the divine nature of God. You'll be a partaker of his divine nature. And that, the Bible says, it will cause you, say, now having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Lust corrupt. Wow. Lust corrupt. Lust, it brings corruption. Lust will make you do the undoing thing. Lust will make you do things that offend God. You are preaching. Lust will make you sin. Hallelujah. Amen. But knowing the great and precious promises of God, you maintain or you partake in the divine nature of God. Divine nature. Wow. wow. You, you partake in the righteousness of God. And you it. escape. You escape the corruption. The corruption that is in this world. That yeah. comes as a result of lust. lust. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. You are preaching good. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 9. It says, 2 Timothy chapter 4. It says, do thy diligence. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 9. It says, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me for demons had forsaken me. Mercy. Demons had forsaken me. Why? Having loved this present world. Mercy. And is departed unto Thessalonica. Mm. 
demons had forsaken me, having loved this This present present world, world. and had departed. He had left me. So here we see someone who was very close to the pastor, very close to the evangelistic team. Mm. And they were evangelizing from town to town, village to village, city to village. This Demas was very close to Paul. Principal person. So we see a principal person, an important person in the ministry, doing the work of the ministry. Mm. Very close to the pastor. Mm. But there was something about him that all along, as he's doing these things, all along, there was something really with him. He had a strong love for the things of the world. He loved the present world. He loved the things of the world. Hallelujah. He was, in, he was deep in the church, almost like a pastor. Do you see? Almost like a pastor. But he lusted after the things of the world. Hallelujah. He lusted after the things of the world. This is the kind of person, he's in the church like a real elder or, you know, almost a pastor. And then when he sees people wearing suits, you know, wow, that's a nice suit. Hey, Charlie, where did you get this from? Wow. Then he feels the suit. Charlie, it's nice. Oh, the tie. Look at that. The tie. Hey, Charlie. In fact, you people, you are enjoying all. Yeah, hey, as far as we are in the ministry, oh, but you are enjoying. You see? So he, he, he lasts after these things. America look good on you. He lasts after people's cars. He will see someone driving a car. Hey, Charlie, you have released another one. She, Charlie. Wow. And you know, he, he wishes that this was. You see? So he sees someone's house and wow, wow, hey, wow. people are enjoying all. Look at that. Hey, actually, we are in the ministry. We, we, we are doing the ministry. You see, so, sacrifice for God. Doing the work of the ministry. Do you understand? But he's lasting after these things. He sees you wearing a watch and then, hey, Charlie, hey, you release another watch. Hey. You see, there's a new cell phone, and he wants it. I mean, hey, people are now people, hey, and if you can hear even when he's people, hey, people are now releasing iPhone 15, iPhone 12, iPhone 16. Is that a 16 now? I don't know where they are. 12, 12, 12, 12, not yet. 12, 12. 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max. I mean, 12. 12. My phone is iPhone 6. Six. Wow, wow. Six. You are laughing at me. Every upgrade, upgrade. Have I never received a text message for you because I have iPhone 6? Those were the good ones. I can take pictures. Maybe your picture may be nicer than mine, but it's still a picture. That's right. Reverend, I'll buy you a 12. You see? I don't last. I mean, I'm not saying that if you see the Reverend has iPhone 6, I'm going to buy him iPhone 12. I'm not going to take it. <laughs> I believe strongly. Uh, listen, listen, listen. Don't get me wrong. I believe strongly oh. in the divine and exceeding promises of God. That he can touch 
your heart and you bring me iPhone Great. 4. Great. And I'm not saying that when you bring it, I will not take it because I, I, I want iPhone 6. I, I will enjoy it, but I'm not lying. Great. It's coming, crap. <laughs> I'm not lasting after that. Yeah, it's I really am content right. with iPhone 6. Preach. It's Preach. updated. And so all the things you have on iPhone 12, I've updated. It's a little slow, but it's working. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you iOS. What do we have now? IOS what is the running um, thing now? iOS 14. Android. <laughs> iOS 14. Okay, so software version 14.3. Don't joke with me. That's That's 14.3. I've updated it. (laughs) 14.3. And it's still running. This Demas, you know, he sees people having cell phone 12.2 or cell phone 13.4 13.4 and she three cameras. Wow. <laughs> Mine, it has only one camera. Charlie. These things. Worldly music. You know, he's in the ministry. But yeah. every worldly music, when they are playing it, he knows how to preach sing it. Preach it. Preach it. He lasts after these things. He lasts after worldly things. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Christian Amen. woman, she's a Christian, but she <laughs> lasts after the things of the world. You know, she sees every hairstyle. Hey, who did this? Eh? Where? How much? You know, everyone she wants to go and have it too. This dress, where did you buy it? Eh? Do they, did they have size 7? What, size 10? Size 8? Oh, so they have my size. Remember, stay there. Stay there. <laughs> Everything they want. They are Christians, but you see, they last after the world. They last after the world. They are obsessed with having things of the world. Mm, are you understand what I'm sharing with you? And all such people, they do not last in the Christian walk. True. They do not last. You will soon backslide. It's I'm telling you. Couple. You will soon backslide. So this Demas, even though he was preaching with the most powerful, one of the most anointed pastors, anointed ministers of the time, mm. and even up to today, one of the powerful ministers, he was very close with him, but the last of the world caused him to backslide. And he left. He mm. left. Mm. He left. Perhaps they went to Thessalonica once and they went there and then he saw the prosperous yeah. economy of Thessalonica. He said, hey, this church, I've been following it. Uh, so Paul sent a message. He says, he's in Thessalonica. He's not coming. From there, he'll go to Christians. And he was waiting. They were waiting to go to another city. Yeah. So Paul says, come. He said, do that diligence and come quickly unto me. Come quickly. You are preaching. Because that was his partner. Mm. Because Demas had forsaken me. And the reason for Demas forsaking the ministry or backsliding was because he had lust for the things of the world. Yeah. The Having love this present world. Having loved this present world. The Bible says in First John chapter 2 and verse 15, First John 2 and verse 15, the Bible says, Love not the world, mm. neither the things that are in the world. Mm. 
It says, if any man love the wealth, the love of the father is not in him. True. If anyone loves the wealth, let me tell you, if you love the things of the wealth, but you will see also that when you develop strongly in the things of God, you see, you don't have love for the things of the world, truly. Yeah, I mean, you like, you like to have a nice house. You like to have a nice car. But it's not like, you, look, recently I was, I've been sharing with people. I say, right now, my, 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 my desire, my car really on my favorite. I mean, you can ask some of the guys on the, I've shared with them. It's Subu Cross Trek. Katalabasaka. I receive it. I receive it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I Subu Cross Trek. <laughs> When I say they laugh, Suburu. <laughs> but you see, I mean, it's not. I, I, it's not like you love the things of the world. It's not that, like that. you know. You can't see. Are you what I'm sharing with you? <laughs> this, I mean, one of them was saying, "Oh, Reverend Suburu Cross Track. Why?" I said, "That's a that's a guy I want." <laughs> Preach. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you see, you come to a stage and. Mind you, we have all come to that stage where we had a desire for this, desire for that. But when you develop in Christ, you see that these desires, they wear off of you. True. You don't, if they come, you realize that if they come, it's because of the exceeding and great promises great of God promises. that has brought these things. But it's not like you long after them. It's not like you can't sleep without having them. Hey. But this was what was happening with Demas. And so the Bible says, if any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. When the love of the father comes in you, you realize that you'll come to a stage where the, the love of the world just leaves you. You don't like it. It's not like you. I mean, when they come to you, you thank God for it. But you don't have such a desire, strong desire for them. You're preaching. Hallelujah. It says, for all that is in the world, the last of the flesh, Mm. And the last of the eyes, mm. you see, the last of the flesh mm. and the last of the eyes, you see something and then, oh, your heart, you know, you see something. And then as soon as your heart sees, it enters into your heart. You understand? And the desires to have this, to have that, to have that, the last of the flesh and the desires, the, the last of the eyes and the pride of life. Look, the pride of life, I'm telling you, it says, is not of the Father. The pride of life that I must have this and this is, for instance, to say that I dress better than all the women. And that is your goal. Forgive. That is your goal. You understand? And, or, you know, I, 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 I drive the best car amongst all of my colleagues. That is your goal. You know, it should never be your goal that I want to have the car that none of my colleagues have or the, 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 the house that none of my colleagues have. Do you understand? Or to buy the pair of shoes that no one has worn before. You know? And to have the pride of life. The Bible says it is not of the Father. It's not of the Father. But it's of the world. It's of the world. Amen. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The one that doeth the will of God, you abide forever. 
That's the one who remains in the faith forever. Amen. That's the one who will be saved at the end. Mm. But these things, they'll make you backslide. The last of the world. You'll become like demons. Yeah. Hallelujah. You'll become like demons. The last of the world. And so he says, he was with this anointed preacher. But the last of the world drifted him of the ministry. The last of the world, the love of the world, of the things of the world. He sees people having this, people having that, people having this, people having that. After the point, he just left. He drifted off. And all along, you see, this is what was in his heart all along, even though he was doing the work. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. James chapter 4 and verse 44. James chapter 4 and verse 4, pardon me. James 4, 4. Mm. James 4 and verse 4. He says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, mm. know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Wow. Being friends with the world, that you are acclimated to the things of the world and you love the things of the world and the world praises you, you become an enemy of God. God. Mm. And I'm telling you, when the world is praising you, it's because you have love for the things of the world. Mm. Mm. And you become an enemy with God. And it says, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Wow. Hallelujah. Mercy. There is nothing wrong with having a desire. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is nothing wrong with having a desire. But when your desire is strong and excessive, then it can destroy you. Mm. Even the desire to do the work of God, when it is excessive, it makes you an orangu. Mm, mm, it can make mm. you leave the church when you don't have to at a time. It can wow. make you an orangu. Wow. It can mean? make you leave prematurely and feel like I'm a pastor now. I should be able to have my own church. And it will make you backslide. You see that you become a pastor in a church, but then you backslide. Mm. Excessive desire. Excessive desire to be called the head of a the church, the senior pastor, the pastor's wife, to be called this, to be called this, it can make you backslide. You take, it will take you, that desire will take you, but you backslide. Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? <laughs> so there is nothing wrong with having a desire, yeah. but what makes a desire, look, the Bible says in Psalm 37 and verse 4, it says, delight thyself also in the Lord. Des- delight yourself in the Lord, and he, 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 the Lord, shall give the desires of thine heart. Amen. That is what you need to do. When you have a strong desire, just delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. He says, he has given us great and exceeding promises. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. God will give you the desires of your heart. What you desire, God will give you. Don't let it bring sin into your life. Don't let it be an excessive desire that you run after. Do whatever it takes to get it. 
But when you have a desire, delight yourself in the Lord and say, let your will be done concerning the desire. Lord, I want this, but let your will be done. I desire to have a ministry. Let your will be done. I desire to be married. Let your will be done. Desire in the thing, delight yourself in the Lord. Mm. And the Lord himself will give you, you, your heart desires. Hallelujah. A strong desire to to have money. Some Mm. Christians have a strong desire to have money. They must have money by all means. And they are determined to have money. And that can take you away from the church. Mm. That can take you away from the church. Listen, no one, no one has become prosperous through overtime. You will never be prosperous through overtime. Word of prophecy. But Amen. if you depend so much on overtime, it means that you are living beyond your means. Okay. Okay. That is what it means. That means you are living beyond your means. And anyone who lives beyond his or her means will never be prosperous. Mm. You will never be prosperous. Flamboyant. And means is iPhone 6. <laughs> Extravaganza. Preach on. It's working. Powerfully. Ellen, it's working. iPhone 6. <laughs> have I not responded to your text because I have iPhone 6? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> it's working. It's working. They are the Reverend, best you live in America ah, and you have a job and you have iPhone 6 in 2021. Laugh at me. <laughs> what a shock. Preach. Amen. A strong Amen. desire to have children. Mm. You have such a mm. strong desire to have children. You will have a child out of wedlock. Mercy. She, I'm 32. She, I'm 33. Hey, when am I going to have my children? I'm 34. Hey, anyone who comes, I'll just have my children now because I mean, all I need is just my, my children. You will have children out of wedlock. You are preaching. You are preaching. I heard of a guy who claimed to deliver women from barrenness. So any woman who cannot have a child <laughs> such a person that one touch <laughs> gifted. He's pregnant. He's gifted. He's one touch you'll be pregnant and there was a Christian sister who heard of him and she needed a child so this Christian sister found this guy and the guy told him he says ask for me you know, I've delivered several women. <laughs> One touch. <laughs> One touch. <laughs> it is, it's a gift that he has. <laughs> That's a gift. <laughs> what a blessing. <laughs> and that is his calling. <laughs> so if you are struggling, one touch. So this sister was contemplating on it. Yeah. <laughs> contemplating on it, contemplating on it. And then she shared it with someone and the person just talked her out of it. Wow. But the brother was ready to help. He says, I've helped many women. I've delivered many women like that. With many testimonies following. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a strong desire, strong desire, like that, you fall prey to such a person. Mercy, mercy. 
you know. People with strong desire, they have followed even some pastors with some form of deliverance that is really strange. <laughs> so, you, the way they would deliver you is the way Elijah delivered Elijah. So she, he has to lie on you, back to back, you know, stomach, stomach, feet to feet, body you know, body. sometimes. <laughs> Before you can have a child, you know, and then your hands to hand spread like this, palm to palm, lying on top of you. Deliver you. And people have fallen, fallen prey to this because they have a strong desire. If that is what it would take for me to have my children, how, how long would it take? I mean, as for this pastor, he looks even old. How long would it take? You see? And they say, I'll go for it. And you can't breathe. And this heavy man, lying on top of you, hand to hand, mouth to mouth, feet to feet, stomach to stomach, you can't breathe. You say, I can endure. Come on now. These are real things that happen. Oh, yeah, yes. You have Have you not seen some strange videos? Some of you have seen some WhatsApp videos that believe Francis. You understand? Strip you naked in front of a church for deliverance. And shower you. Shower Why you. did you see that in the Bible? Oh, oh, oh the woman like you. <laughs> Sometimes they, 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 they come and say, let me bathe you. Come, I have to bathe you. <laughs> Fully. And wash you personally. <laughs> say it's a gift. <laughs> because you have a desire. You backslide. I mean, after you have gone through this, you can't even take your Bible to read. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, revelation will not come. <laughs> Amen. A strong desire to get married. You have such a strong desire to get married. You know, such a strong desire, it will drift you off. It will eventually drift you off. You will come to even see an unbeliever and you think this is the person. This is the man. Mm. Because you have such a strong desire. Do you understand? And then we see something is wrong with this person. Then then you find something is not wrong. You know, you find this, and then but you, he's this old. But then, then he's, you justify to make him the right person because you see that desire has blinded you. Blind you. Wow. Yeah. True. You are preaching. And sometimes you can't even hear. That is why some of wow. you, you have all kinds of relationships that you are hiding from the pastor. Because you yourself, you know that is not the right relationship. Mm. And you know that the pastor will have something to say about it. So let me just mm. do my thing. When I'm ready, you know, after all, this is not the only church, you know. Mercy, mercy. And you, you backslide in that sense. You, are, you backslide. You are preaching, you are preaching a practical message. You, you backslide. Message. Because you have such a strong desire to be in a relationship, you yeah. backslide. A man of my own. Mercy. Can I have an amen? Amen. Some of you have a strong desire to have establishment. You want, a, you want your green card by all means. You know, by the end of 2021, dear. So strong desire. Mm. Mm. And it leads you to doing all kinds of things, sleeping with all kinds of people. And then they say, mm-hmm. you know, the day before the interview, if you don't sleep with me, I'm not showing up. Let's see. I said, listen, this, this one, I need a kiss. And then you say, ah, that's all you want. <laughs> oh, please. Why not? <laughs> Are you, because you have a strong desire for this. But the Bible says, delight yourself, delight yourself in the Lord. Lord. And he, 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 oh, God, wow. Wow. he, God, 
will bring your desires. He will bring you your heart desires. He will give them to you. Hallelujah. James chapter 1 and verse 12. James chapter 1 and verse 12. Are you understanding my message this evening? Yes, I'm being blessed. James chapter 1 and verse 12. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Amen. Which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Mm. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. You will not endure temptation when you have lust for the thing. True. Are you yeah, understanding yeah. what I'm sharing with you? Mm. When you have lust for a thing and you are tempted in that thing, you will not endure the temptation. True. When you have a, 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 a you have a lust for your paper, you want your paper by all means. And the day before the interview, the person says, if you don't sleep with me, I'm not going for the interview. Wow. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So a strong desire. He says, blesses the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Next verse, verse 13. He says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. With evil. Neither tempted he any man. Wow. But every man, how do we get tempted? Listen carefully. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Mm. Are you understanding? So the thing that you lust after, it is what tempts you. True, true. The thing that you have such a strong desire for, it is what tempts you. I mean, right now, let's be honest. I mean, all of you here, many of you, most of you have American citizenship. You have passports. You have green cards, all kinds of things. Would you be tempted with someone saying, sleep with me, so I give you a green card? Uh, it will not work. It will never work. Mm. You are not enticed with that. That temptation, you will never fall for it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But something that you want so badly, something that you have such strong desire for, you will be tempted. Mm. Jesus was not tempted until he was very hungry. You are preaching. Wow. It is hunger that the enemy brought to tempt him. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It was his desire to save the world, to save the world and to have his kingdom established that the enemy tempted him and says, bow to me and I'll give you the world that you want. Mm. You don't need to even die for it. So the thing that we want so badly, it is the area that the enemy will tempt you in. When you have, some, when you have a strong desire for something, you'll be tempted in that area. True. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So he says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. And the next verse says, then when lust had conceived, when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. What does that mean? So it appears you are coping with lust. Mm. 
you see yeah. it appears that you are you 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 are in the ministry you are in the church you are a shepherd you are you are such an uh, you know established christian you are important christian you are doing so much in the church you are you have been a christian for a long time but you have a last and you are coping you are coping yeah. with the last yeah, you, you see like you love money but you are still a christian mm. You like are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Preaching, yeah. I say this message that I'm sharing is relevant to all of you Christians. Yes, yes. You sure. love money. You have strong desire to be rich, but you are a Christian. You are coping with the last. It is last mm-hmm. that is there. Mm-hmm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You have excessive desire to be married, but you are still in the church. Mm. It's not that you, are, you don't do your quiet time. It's not that you don't pray. It's not that you don't attend service. But you do all these things. Demas, he was in the ministry proper, doing evangelism with an anointed minister. But the last was still there. The last was still there. And the Bible says it is now conceived. That means the last now is like a pregnancy. He says... But when lust had conceived, when it has conceived its fruits, now you have to understand that no pregnancy stays forever. Oh. When something is conceived, it does not stay there forever. Mm. So the lust mm. that you have conceived and it is there and you are serving God, you are in a church, you have this strong desire to have this, strong desire to have that. Strong, It is conceived as a pregnancy. It will soon bring forth birth. It will soon give birth. Mm. Mm. It bringeth forth. And the, forth, the birth that this thing gives to is what? It's sin. Sin. Mm. And sin, when it's done, when it's finished, when it's finished, you backslide and they bring it forth death. You die and you go to hell. Last is a dangerous thing. It's a very dangerous thing which can cause you to backslide. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So last, as is there, you feel like you are coping with it. You know, this strong desire to be here, to have this, to have that, to, to go here, to do this, to do that. Strong desire, it is there, but you are serving God. But when it bringeth forth, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord deliver us from Amen. this Amen. Jesus. cause of backsliding. Amen. Deliver us from last. Amen. Let me give you one last one and then we'll close. Preach. Bitterness. Hey. Bitterness. The next one, number four, is bitterness. Mm. Bitterness. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? I love it. I love it. Speaking, if you like speaking, the message, give me a way. Give me a way. You, you are speaking to me. Okay. I, I, only five people don't like it, but five is good. You know, the rest mm. is, and the people of the dark, I think uh, at least some of them like the message. So. It's a good message. So bitterness. What is bitterness? How does it come? Bitterness is the result of offense or hurts that have never healed. Offense or hurts that have never healed eventually will lead to bitterness. 
Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14. Hebrews 12 and verse 14. The Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Hallelujah. Did you understand the scripture? No. (laughs) It says, follow peace with all men. Follow peace with all men. You can never follow peace with men if you have bitterness. If you don't let offense go and be healed, you can never follow peace with men. Follow peace with all men means live peaceably with all men. Without which no man shall see the Lord. Mm. (laughs) Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Bitterness will cause you to backslide. You will never see the Lord. You don't make it. So he says, look diligently. Look diligently means it is not obvious. Bitterness is not obvious. Mm. It is not something that you can see clearly that you are bitter. Mm. Preach. So look diligently to identify it. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. You will fail of this grace of salvation. You will fail of the grace of God. The day will come where you will find yourself not standing. So it says, look diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. The root of bitterness, it springs up. It springs up. Hallelujah. And it comes to trouble you. When you are hurt and you don't let go, it springs up and it comes to trouble you. Have you not gone to a place where you have met someone that wronged you, some ex-boyfriend who promised to marry you and deceived you, and it's been a long time, and you have let go, and then you see him, and suddenly your countenance changes. Someone who is dancing, you are dancing, and you are happy at the party, and you are dancing, and you are moving, and you are shaking, and then when you turn, you make your turn like this, and then here walks in this guy. And then all your move changes. You? <laughs> now you begin to dance like this. Hey. <laughs> and then the smile, the laughter, everything is gone. You it just brings up. <laughs> it's not gone. You have not let go. Or what I'm saying, you have not seen that before. Oh, it's what I've seen before. See that you go to a place, maybe there's a party or a funeral, and people are greeting. And then everybody's come, they greet you and you smile. Hey! And then you give some of them, you give high five. Some of them, you are happy to see all these nice people that you have not seen in a long time. And here comes this person that wronged you a long time ago. And you suddenly you remember. And then your continents change. You become angry. The rest of your Presence there, you are angry. Yes. You are no smile. You are not smiling anymore. You are not happy anymore because someone shows up. It says the root of bitterness because bitterness has developed roots. Do you see? And I told you earlier that roots, when they are there, when you look at the upward, as if it is dead, 
Yeah. But when the season comes, <laughs> then it springs forth its fruits. Mm. And the root of bitterness, it will spring forth when the season comes. Preach. You are preaching. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So when you don't let go, it's, the Bible says that it springs forth and it comes to trouble you, you, not the person. Mm. Not the person who wronged you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you may feel that you are the one who is wronged. You are the one who was offended. You are the one who was hurt. And therefore you feel you have every reason to be angry and to be bitter. But the Bible is saying that you are the one who will be troubled when mm. it springs up. Yes. You are the one who will be troubled. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. When you forgive, you forgive for yourself. When you forgive and you let go, you are delivered yourself from bitterness, which will come to trouble you. You have delivered yourself. I'm telling you. Mm. You see, it's, it's so spiritual and it's, it's so scriptural. So you, you can't understand it except when you experience it. And I believe that what I'm sharing with you, many of you have experienced it. You have experienced an occasion where you have met someone who has really wronged you, really hurt you. A long time ago, and because you don't see the person, you think it is gone. But you never forgive the person. The root of bitterness, it is still there. You are bitter within. Except that it is not showing because the season has not come. And when the season comes, that is when the person comes into your life again. Or you see the person, the fruit comes. And it comes to trouble you. It's not a good fruit. The outcome of it is not a good fruit. True. It's a fruit that troubles you. It's a fruit that troubles your heart. Your heart begins to boom, pum, 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 pum. instead of nice when you were dancing and it's nice and happy heart. Suddenly the heart is angry, ready to have an attack. Yes, <laughs> because you see this person. So perhaps even now you are married, you are with your husband, okay, or you are with your wife and you are happy now. Now this person shows up. And the nice time that you are having with your husband, you say, let's go, let's go, let's go. He say, why? Let you let's go, let's go, let's go home. Why? We are having a good time. Let's go home. It has ended. It says the root of bitterness, when it springs up, it comes to trouble you. So listen to what God did. Even God, he says in Isaiah 43 and verse 25. God. Isaiah 43 and verse 25. Isaiah. He says, I... Even I, are you listening? He says, I, even I, even I, almighty God, I am he that blotted out thy transgressions for my own sake, for my own sake. (laughs) He He says, I forgive, I blot out, I let go for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. I will not, I will not remember it for my own sake. Even I, I God. So who are you? You mere human being, you say you will not let go. Mercy. That's what this thing that he has done to me, I will never forget. Some of you say that I will never forget it. I will never forget this. How? Heavy heart. Because heart. even I, I, even I, mm. I forgive, I blot out and don't remember them for my own sake. So beloved, for your own sake, for your own sake, so that the bitterness doesn't come to trouble you. Forgive and let's go. Amen. 
Otherwise, you backslide. Many people, many people, many things that we do in the church, they can bring offenses. True, true. Many things that we do in the church, mm. they can bring offenses. You are preaching. Offense, when you are bitter, you see, it affects the relationship. It affects future relationships. You are not open even to any more relationships because there's bitterness in you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. When the church, you know, you, you are having, maybe you are having a funeral for your grandfather or grandmother or your mother or father, somebody like that, and you start, and then the church, you say they didn't come early. They didn't come early, so you are angry. The church people didn't come early. The pastor didn't come early. And you are angry. Meanwhile, your unbeliever friends who came at 2 a.m., you are not angry with them. You see, people take anger on the church so easily. True. Have you not gone to funeral and you see that all the people who were there for the first hour were church members? And none of your relatives, your unbeliever friends, your co-workers, none of them are there. They all come at 3 a.m. And then you are angry with the church. Mm. Mm. We understand you'll be angry with the church, but what we are saying is let go, forgive, and let go, and let's continue on. Hallelujah. You were late to your wedding. You came Late to your wedding, the wedding that was supposed to start at 11 a.m., you came at 2, a- 2 p.m. <laughs> we sat there, we finished all our songs, we sang all our songs, the, all the church songs, we went through them. We finished, we are tired. The praise and worship leader who has dressed, makeup, everything is gone because of you. White face. <laughs> and then you show up finally. When you show up to, we don't, it's not like you are showing up. You showed up, you have let someone paint your face like a dead body. (laughs) And we thought that this is the reason why you were late. Not knowing that this is how you have let somebody to do. In fact, I don't understand why ladies let someone touch their face on the greatest day of their lives. I have a pastor every day. I worry. I wonder. I say, why? Why? I see you in church all the time with your nice makeup. Today, your greatest day. You hire some riffraff from the street <laughs> who you have never seen in life before. The, the person has never seen you, how beautiful you look in church before. And you say, come and paint my face on this great day. And then that one, I have never understood as a pastor. Perhaps some of you <laughs> ladies will come and explain to me. I will understand. But until then, I still don't understand. On your greatest day, you can't open your eyes because the eye is long, the eyelashes. I mean, you have never looked like this before. Suddenly, we can see your face. Why? Why you, who said that you have to have long eyelashes on a wedding day? And after wedding, what are you going to do with them? Do you take them off or you keep them? Anyway, this is just by the way. Our time is almost up. But um, keep preaching, keep preaching. <laughs> So you come late to the wedding because of all of this. We have searched for your gown for months. Beautiful gown. You look beautiful in the gown and you have painted your face. We can see who is in the gown. Sometimes some of the people, I want to take the 
veil off to see I'm doing the right wedding. The right person has showed up because I can't recognize my church member. I'm preaching to you. So next time you do your own makeup. Don't pay anyone to come and mess your face. You don't like my message, you see. <laughs> what a shock. So you come late to the wedding. And now, even the whole people, they want to kick us out. So the pastor, what does he do? He tries to skip some of the things, you know. And then after you have sung all the praise and worship songs we know, you say we have to go through all the hymns in your program. And so we say, okay, sing one hymn, just the first verse, first stanza, and let's move on. And afterwards, you are angry that the pastor didn't do your wedding well. He skipped some things. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He didn't, he made the preaching short. He did this, 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 and that. You are angry. And when you don't let these things go, it eventually drives you out of the church. Because this thing, bitterness, the next time, you see, if for instance, you see why I'm preaching? I'm preaching. I'm just generally preaching. So I've not mentioned anybody's yeah. name. So if no, you did no, the no, makeup that today, you look at the photograph <laughs> and you see that this photograph doesn't look like you. I'm preaching to you. I am preaching to you. And I'm not going to mention your name that next time when I'm telling you, you'll be angry. So I'm just doing my preaching so that everyone will take their portion of the message. Will they follow? Amen. Amen. It's a powerful message. Very powerful. Practical message. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you Amen. agree with me, you go back and look at your video, the wedding video, and look at your pictures and see that <laughs> it looks like you. <laughs> so in all of these things, if you don't let go, the Bible says all of these things will lead to bitterness in you. And then it will spring up and it will come to trouble you. No one else, but it will trouble you. It will come to trouble you. Bitterness is one of the main reasons why people divorce. People don't stay in relationships. Bitterness is the main reason. Sometimes people carry on bitterness and they cannot even establish another relationship with another person. Because you are so bitter. You are so hurt in that relationship. And you can't let go. And something that people have come to our church, even with bitterness. Mm, mm. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? They come to the church with bitterness from experience with other pastors, with other churches. And, and so they have a reservation, even in relating with their own pastor, this new pastor. True. True. Hallelujah. Amen. What a message. Wow. But the key to a joyful, peaceful, long-lasting relationship it is always the ability to forgive and let go, to wipe out and let go. That is what will keep you in a relationship. In our work with Christ, what is going to keep us to still stand and continue on is our ability to forgive one another and to continue to love. Otherwise, you break off and it will be gone. I have a lot to share with you, but our time is wow, up. Wow, so, wow, of course, yeah, wow, wow. we continue next time we meet. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet and let us pray and bring the service to a close. Father in heaven, we are thankful and we are grateful. Lord, we thank you for time like this. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that leaded us into all truths. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for the wisdom in your word. 
We thank you for the direction that is in your word. Now, Lord, we pray that you will deliver us from all these causes, all these things that will cause us, Lord, to backslide in our walk with you. All these things that will cause us, Lord, to break our relationship with the body of Christ. All these things that will cause us to break the relationship that you have blessed for us. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, if you are listening to me right now and you want to give your life to Christ, I want to give you the opportunity to do so. If you want to give your life to Christ, I want to say a prayer. I want you to join me in saying this prayer. You are saying, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is your heart desire, if that is your prayer, repeat this after me and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. And I repent of my sins. And I repent of my sins. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus, be my Lord. Lord Jesus, be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. From today. From today. I will serve you. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Please help me. Please help me. Continue to walk with you. To continue to walk with you. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Shana. believe you have been blessed with this powerful message, come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823-299-84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.